This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford, currently giving me the finger. <laughs> a Brad Pitt finger. A Brad Pitt from 12 Monkeys finger. But also, I'm not Emily Axford. I'm Moonshine Sabin, Queen of the Crick. Champion of the Prick and Bane of the Witch. Ooh. Well done. Witch is Bane. <laughs> Champion of the Prick. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember when I got that prickle bush to uh, right. accept Queen Cirilla? Uh, and Caldwell Tanner. Giving you a big thumbs up. Caldwell Tanner style. It's nice except, to be respected. Except I'm not Caldwell Tanner. I'm Beverly Togold the Fifth. Puzzle and ace with pus on his face. <laughs> uh, Emily's still giving me the finger now, giving me double, double up, middle actually. fingers. Wow. Yeah. Aggressive. Uh, she was the rattling ice into the mic before we started, and I said, maybe don't do that. Uh, and then she just gave me the you finger. She said, abolish Brad Pitt ice. Middle finger. Yeah. Brad Pitt middle finger. Okay. Uh, guys, let's do a little recap. So last week, you guys were recovering from your fight with the hounds. Hard one, gave a little more detail about his harrowing brush with death, and you all resolved to travel to Shadowfell to save the widow someday. In the meantime, though, you needed to get Queen Cirilla to safety, so you began traveling towards the Autumn Court so that you might find Princess Jovir and ask for her protection. On the way to the Autumn Court, you faced a series of challenges designed to weed out invaders. Bev used plant growth to solve a puzzle involving falling leaves, you returned ahead to a headless horseman, and you engaged in a high-stakes game with a witch where she (laughs) secretly possessed one of you, but you quickly realized that she had possessed Balnor when Moonshine asked what his favorite food was, and he answered chicken yeah bitch chicken just one and done one got daddy got womps dude I one hit on kill you got your bell rung you did get your bell rung dude you got no lights out my man. <laughs> absolutely sniped oh if i can warm the milk someone's going to sleep take a bath you gotta put you down you tie tie <laughs> 
After defeating the witch, Tuck him in. the forest returned to normal and revealed the autumn court before you. And that's where we are now. So you guys have just completed uh, the challenges of the autumn court here. And um, you guys do see the city, this little settlement. Um, you see smoke rises from within its walls, from blacksmiths hard at work uh, and families sitting by their fires. Uh, the settlement's walls are made of wood, these spiked logs that stand high. Uh, you can see over them a stone keep, as well as a few guard towers. Uh, you see a mix of homes made of wood, some made of stone, and others uh, that look more like bivouacs or tents. Mm. Um, the gate is opened but it is manned by two guards, uh, and there are uh, several guard posts uh, with guards inside. They're all Autumn Eladrin, these elvish figures with dark brown hair that look like leaves and burnt orange skin. Before we go in, can we get like a group photo to say that we made it through the escape room? Uh, we Absolutely. all worked really hard, yes. and I think that like we just need like a little souvenir, a little keepsake. Ideally, so Balnor, can you look I was like in a you pot. just got stabbed in <laughs> I was in a pot. <laughs> You right. stabbed my dang body and I was in pot. Will you take the photo? We <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a tripod. Yeah, we I feel like we could time it out. Sure. Not only are you our Baghdad, you're our pot pop, and we oh, love you. Oh, oh. my goodness. <laughs> Again, second worst moment of my life. Mm. Uh, I hope that we hey, don't have to top it. Um, I, I call Balnor over. Balnor, come here for a second. Yeah. Just take a swig of this. It's a, some special oven wine. I want you to unwind. Uh, takes a sip have a of this moment of some camaraderie. Of this Aladrin vintage. I, I sidle up to Bev real quick. I think I think they're reconciling. <laughs> Mom and Dad are getting back together. Uh, can I do a perception check to overhear that? <laughs> yeah. I got a net twenty. <laughs> you super here. They're a little too loud. You see them. You see them. Like their eyes keep looking Y'all over. Y'all know we were never together, right? We wanted you to be okay. <laughs> look away. Look away. Look away. I, I just go think it's for cute. super hot women and hey, super. Hey, we are. Ugly. We guys. We broke up, okay? But we're still friends. Oh, right, Moonshine. That's I'm gonna so... let you have that because you were just in the pot. But someday I need to get it through your head that we were never together. So mature. There was nothing to ever break up. <laughs> Um, Moonshine, I gotta ask, um, what kind of complicated question did you ask to, um, <laughs> find, how did you I know said, it wasn't were really? were we ever really together? And you said yes. And I was like, that can't be true. So, <laughs> huh. That's strange that you were able to just then sense that it was the witch and not me. Huh. Yeah, because it was just such a, a real, false answer. a real connection here. I don't I know. I said, did I ever really like you or and was you I just, just knew, kissing you to save huh. your damn life? So no one else had to ask a question. You just knew it wasn't the real me. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was the hardest of all our trials, I'd say. Uh-oh, no. uh, speaking stone timers, five, four, <laughs> three... Everybody get together. Everybody say escape. I stand on the opposite side from Belfort. <laughs> Smile, Queen Cirilla. <laughs> oh yeah, you've you've got you guys this whole time all through these trials. Uh, you've been passing along Queen Cirilla. That's a good question. So she's like a you guys, little burrito. Yeah. So oh, yeah, a little she, So you guys burrito. are. So there is some activity here. So you see, um, you can kind of surmise that if you are a member of the Autumn Court, 
that um, you can pass in and out of the city and um, that you can go through these woods without doing this challenge. So you do see like uh, these little like red and orange goblins um, oh, going I'm, in I'm and out of the city. I'm wrapping up in my cloak so people aren't like spying. Smart. Okay, so spying you're going to like wrap her up, but you're still like going to be like holding a person. Yeah, I guess I want to discuss with everybody. Like, do we just tell the guards yeah, the truth? I and I don't know if we should. We should. If yeah. we're going to tell anyone, her. we should just tell Princess Jovier. I don't know if yeah. we should. Oh, but I think, but I don't, I don't hate this plan that we're just straightforward with the guards and say we are here for what we need to speak to the princess because her sister's life is i mean that's true the guards are unlikely to just um you know try to steal the queen or something like that an approach of radical honesty could be a fun change of pace let's do it then we won't have to roll deception checks. Mm-hmm. Probably just persuasion. <laughs> operation Wait, which is better, honest? maybe. <laughs> Should we do Operation Honest Lad? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could persuade well, them. Bev's always honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. compared to those two, I feel like I lie least. I'm the least at lying. Really? I consider myself somewhat honest. Let's all go around the circle and say whether or not we think we're honest, because it's interesting to hear other people. Okay, I'll answer first. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that reference. I was in a pot. It was, it was you know, we, we had a, like a little inside joke before we started yeah. playing the game. Oh, it's okay. No big yeah, deal. yeah I was gone. I just blacked out. Right. I drank a drink and right. then I was in a pot. You had to be there. <laughs> I wasn't. Right. You were in a pot. I see. Um, yes. We actually came up with some um, pretty good jokes while you were dead, hard one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you were blinking in this photo, and I think it's still fine. <laughs> You see, Papa has painted a photo of uh, everyone else. <laughs> that's very good. Papa, Man. we have honestly been working Papa overtime. And Man. when we get in here, I need to find a possum masseur. You know what? I am a possum masseur, and I start giving him a massage. <laughs> you yeah, have you see, he just like <laughs> He puts his fingers on like the bridge of his nose, uh, <laughs> and then you start like rubbing him, and he just uh, starts to relax. You feel, you feel a lot of knots back there, like reading that well, contract. There's um, no soft spots. Oh, okay. Laura is good. She looks over her children, Rear. even though she doesn't give a Rear. shit about them. I get two tiny cucumbers for his eyes. <laughs> you earned it, baby. You earned it. Uh, he has a possum spa day. Um, Bev Senior just like stands there watching. He does massage a possum. He's <laughs> normal. And normal you thought you were insane. Normal for wild stuff. <clears throat> uh, all right, so. Radical honesty? Yep, let's give it a go. Honesty. All right. Uh, we walk up to the guards. How many guards are there? Like two? Um, you see two um, that are like standing at the gate and kind of um, allowing people to come in. Um, but you do see that there are several like up in the guard towers. They have bows, but they're not like drawn on anyone. Um, and as you guys approach, um, you see one of them um, looks at you guys and goes, Travelers, what, uh, what brings you to the autumn court? We have an urgent message for the princess. It's not really a message so much as we are in crisis and her sister's life. We are trying to save her sister. The hounds accosted us and we had to save the queen. We have proof that she is still alive and in good spirits. Uh, we just need to get her to the princess immediately. What proof do you have that the queen is all right? What what message should I send the princess? Hard queen one, up. Hard one, give him a peek. Uh, Let them peek a queen. I open my cloak just to touch. <laughs> this Aladrin walks over, um, kind of confused, looks in your cloak. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. We would like appreciate a... if we could just keep her concealed, though, because we have been 
you know, racing to keep her awake. I think that's wise. Okay, good. I will take you right to the princess. Yes, thank you. I think we should all go. Radical honesty is under appreciate should we tell the truth more that yeah. was crazy that was we learned a lesson really great let's go right to the princess yeah wow thank you yes, yes yeah absolutely. all right what, yeah. what else I give would him, i do i give him like a quick unexpected hug oh thank <laughs> you yes i mean welcome to you. the autumn court yeah yeah so what's, uh, what's your name sir my name is rassin rassin all right we'll lead the way uh so um rassin like quickly uh runs over and he goes uh they're they need to see the uh, princess right away. Uh, the other guards just kind of like nod and um, let you guys in. We're diplomats. Uh, this guard leads you guys into the into the settlement. It's like uh, finding out your name is on a list. I will go right in. <laughs> this settlement has a little bit of like a Winterfell feel, um, but obviously it's, Dope, it's autumn here. A winter feel. Autumn drop. Autumn. Autumn fell. Autumn. Autumn drop. Um, you see Eladrin children practicing their bow work. Um, mm. You also see these red orange goblins <gasps> um, are hard at work. You see a bunch of them um, wheeling oranges big so wheelbarrows full of wood. Uh, they're bringing it over to some workers who are in the process of building this insane flying machine. Yeah, it's wood. It's halfway between an airship and a zeppelin with a oh. blink, a blimp-like apparatus uh, attached to a ship hull and just way too many propellers. I got two questions. One, does it look like it's a military or... Because you said that they don't have a military. Does this look like it's recreational? It looks like um, they're experimenting. Okay. Does it look like it was designed by a real kook? It looks like these goblins are like kind of crazy. It looks Ooh. like they're like um, gnome or dwarf tinkerers, but okay. are down for kind of more dangerous and crazy things. And you things. said they were like Tinkers. red, orange, and yellow? Yeah. So they're like ketchup, mustard, and special sauce goblins. Sure. Okay. They're, I, they're called uh, sunset goblins. You know uh, of uh, sunset goblins. Can I take, uh, can I inspect this ship? Like count. <laughs> the sails see it see if I oh yeah think I could, uh you look take at this ba- baby for a spin um hard one go ahead and give me a perception check it's good to size it up in case we need to escape in a pinch yeah if we need to abscond unless with you it. find I out that a, it's a seven a seven hard one you know for sure that you could fly this thing um <laughs> the rest of you guys look at this these are complicated fucking uh, apparatuses. Okay. Um, you see goblins in goggles with blow torches uh, doing metalwork uh, uh, while others are hammering in planks. Uh, some of them have these like flux capacitor style backpacks uh, that buzz with electricity and send energy through tubes to wow. guns and tools that they use to repair and enchant the ships. Yeah, uh, this is all pretty uh, rudimentary. This is so <laughs> Name one thing. Cute. Uh, you see, a boat. You see a <laughs> bunch of goblins stand back and cheer as one of them takes off. It's like one of the smaller ones. Uh, it's about helicopter sized. Uh, you see it shoots off haphazardly as like a fireball explodes out the back, some kind of back thruster. Uh, It propels it into the sky. Then the propellers begin to go and it bobs there for a second. The goblins start cheering again, but then a side propeller breaks off. The whole thing begins spinning and plummeting from the sky and just explodes <gasps> can in the I, distance. Wait, no, save, can save I the gust goblins. the wind? Gust the wind. You gust of wind and it like blows further off and the goblins go, oh no! no! I was trying to save that little goblin's life. <laughs> and you see the Aladdin. cast revivify on the goblin. <laughs> Instantly, I do it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't regrow 
body parts, you see um, this flying machine blows up. Uh, oh. And this Aladrin that's with you guys, he goes, uh, these goblins take their lives into their own hands. They, um, they call them flying machines. We call them death machines. Got that's, it. Honestly, it's... I understand why you have developed a thick skin, but I am seeing these summer goblins for the first time, and they are so damn cute. I turn to my dad and say, couple of kooks. Some goofballs, but you know, it's always hard losing somebody. Gets choked up. Yeah. What, who did you lose? So all of my brothers and all of my sisters. Oh, thank oh, my sure. Laura. I thought he was saying he got remarried and lost her. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> they had a running bet. Oh. Uh, for what it's worth, I bet you would never, ever leave Mrs. Togold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. We I were agree. both winners in the bet. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Pay each other out. <laughs> I give Moon some gold. <laughs> <laughs> I take it. <laughs> <laughs> so you see... um. <laughs> uh, this guard. All right, that's uh, good. You hold it. This guard uh, t- takes you to a keep. Uh, it's extremely modest. Unlike a lot of the throne rooms you've been in, it's warm. There are braziers with a bunch of fires going. Fur mm. pelts line the ground and mm. some of the walls. You see dark red banners of the autumn court with a golden leaf. Uh, in the center. It's bustling with activity in here. Uh, there are Eladrin and Goblin servants, but there are also people here, Goblins and Eladrins, uh, chatting, having a drink. You know, like, usually when you guys are in, like, a grand hall for a castle, unless it's some big event, there aren't usually people there drinking and stuff hmm. with, like, the royalty. Um, but here... Uh, you do see that there are all these long wooden tables full of candles and half-drunk people having conversations. And uh, at the end of the room, on a slightly raised platform, you see a throne lined with various pelts. And sitting atop it is Princess Jovir. She bears some resemblance to Cirilla, but differs in some major ways. You see that she is essentially half-goblin. Um, her body is proportioned like an Eladrin. She's probably about five feet tall. Half of her body in a straight line down the middle of her face uh, looks like a beautiful Eladrin woman mm. with brown hair and burnt orange skin. And the other half of her looks like a large sunset goblin. She's got a bigger bulging eye on that side and long claw-like fingers that grip a staff. She wears a long, dark red cloak with fur at the top. Uh, she's having a spirited conversation with an older-looking goblin shaman and is drinking out of a horn, uh, but then her eyes clock you guys uh, as you enter. Okay, okay can I y'all. get five so butterbeers this, this way? Yeah, <laughs> this feels like a little bit of like a Viking hall, you know, mm. sort of like the, she has proven herself to be a worthy person to serve, and now everyone's hanging out in the hall. Yeah. So just, I don't know, keep that in mind. Seems like valor is important here. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. exactly. First things first, uh, I lay the, the Queen Cirilla. Oh yeah, good, good, good. Well, let's let's bring her up to the Queen. Let's just yes. not. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, I lay I lay her in front of right. In front okay, of the cool. Queen. So you guys um, I, go up and approach the throne, yeah. and you hold out Queen Cirilla, and you see Princess Jovir um, looks at her, and you see um, 
she begins speaking to you, and she's got uh, the one side of her mouth that's like the goblin side is uh, a little bit bigger, so it's kind of like disproportioned. So when she talks, she's got this kind of strange, it's not a lisp, but it's like she can't ever fully close her mouth. So she goes, perhaps we should talk in private. I absolutely agree. I scoop the queen right back mm-hmm. up. Yes, let's do that. Lead yeah. the way. Love your look, by the way. I love your look. I just think I think it's amazing to find a politician who just really represents their people. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, you see, she kind of uh, side eyes Cirilla, and she goes, "Yes, well, not all of us can be perfect, can we?" Uh, I honestly oh. don't even know if you're implying that you aren't perfect or Queen Cirilla isn't perfect. Well, some of us value beauty more than others. I cursed myself, well, quote unquote cursed, so that I might look more like my people. So well, you made yourself a little bit like half ugly ass Aladrin, huh? <laughs> she she has a big belly laugh at that. <laughs> you and I are going to get along, I think. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, she takes you guys back to another smaller room. It's got the same kind of vibe. Um, uh, there's another long table here. There's no windows. Uh, there's only the light of some candles and another brazier. Uh, she sits across from you on one side of the table uh, and motions for you guys to sit. I sit. I look under the chair to see if there's a prize or... Uh, there's not a prize. <laughs> do we do we prop up Cirilla kind of like yeah like Weekend at Bernie's style? She's yeah. Kind of like, Why don't you go ahead and sit her and sit her up? Yeah. Should I like put a cup yeah. in her yeah, hand? Yeah, because you never know if she's gonna wake right up, and I just I, think it'd be less jarring to wake up sitting. Yeah, you want to be in the presence of friends <laughs> and relatives. So, I put my night vision goggles on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly hilarious. Should I attach some string to her hands? <laughs> uh, Beverly Senior goes, oh, that's my queen, guys. All right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody of easy. Course, of course. Easy there. Sorry, Dad. Right. Uh, Beverly Senior just uh, kind of sits next to her and props her up respectfully. <laughs> I mean, your real queen is Martha Togol, but go on. Uh, I would true. say that all women are queens. Wow, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so I heard about the attack on the summer court, and I was worried about my sister, but you've brought her right to my doorstep. Yes. Yes. Well, we are equally invested in her safety. Yeah, I can't say we brought her in great spirits and health. I wish yeah. we brought... This is this is the state that we found her in, in our defense. Mm-hmm. I guess we're wondering if you know how to cure her of this state, um, because... Her being in this state means that a lot of uh, my friends and comrades and family are trapped in a similar frozen existence, and uh, it's not a good look. Yes, yeah. I've heard about the humanoids who were frozen in the summer court. Yes, and we would like to give them the agency to defend themselves because we believe that they could be exploited in the in their frozen state. Right, well... For you to end the curse. Should we kiss her? Because we've asked several you times don't if need it's to okay. Kiss her. Okay, good. No. Good, I'm glad. Hard one stops putting on chapstick. No, no reason <laughs> well, do to that. do that. You should do that anyway. Your, you lips, should, are very your lips are a little chopped. Did you die recently? 
Why I did. Thank you're, you for noticing. Yeah, your your lips get quite chapped when you die. <laughs> I see. True. I see. Nails keep growing, lips keep chapping. I continue anyway, putting on chapstick. If you want to break the curse that has frozen your friends, you'll need to do one of two things. You can either travel to the Winter Court and find King Lestiborn, probably have to fight Queen Ezra to get to him, or the more pragmatic approach to save her followers would be to take the Seely crown off of Queen Cirilla and bind her followers to someone else. Are you suggesting yourself? Uh, you see Bev Sr. Uh, pipes up and he goes, well, we're certainly not doing that. Oh, yeah, really, we? Bev? Uh, let's let's give Bev Senior the floor. Uh, well, to... I sure as heck ain't letting somebody just kill my dang queen. Okay. Yeah, that would kill her, right? Let's just get yeah. that radical honesty, mm. uh, light of truth. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do agree that I do not think that's an option. I'd rather not do that either. My sister and I have our differences, but I don't wish for any harm to come to her. Still. I do want to be queen. So I'd like to make you a proposition. I will protect Cirilla behind my walls, but when you travel to the Winter Court to find King Lestiborn, you'll kill Queen Ezra for me. Bring me her crown and make me the unseely queen. I need at least a character reference for you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't know you, and I, I don't even know Queen What's your, What's your name, by the way? I have, we haven't even introduced yeah. ourselves. Uh, Moonshine Sabin. Moonshine Sabin, nice yeah. to meet you. Where uh, are you from? I'm from the Crick. It's The beautiful. Material Plane. Yeah. Oh, you've heard of the Crick? Yeah. Makes oh, it sound petty it when you say it like that. makes my heart beat with pride. I feel like a ballerina's mother knowing that y'all know about the Crick. <sighs> And you know me, we've met before. Yes, we've met before, Beverly Tolgold. And this is my boy. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, I, I came by with uh, Queen Cirilla Oh, that's one time. right. You yeah. mentioned that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's okay, bud. It's been a rough couple days. I curtsy. Very good. Thank and you. And you? Uh, uh, hey, how you doing? Hard one, surefoot. <laughs> Hard one, surefoot. Princess Jovier. But... Have you heard of prime ministers and the concept <laughs> therein? Let me, let me say this. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I truly meant you harm, what would stop me from setting all of my guards on you and killing my sister right now? Because you may decide that we are more useful alive than we are dead. However, I I do not want to write you off. I want you to understand that my hesitation is just that I've just met you. And it is not because I do not think that you seem honorable and that's that's very wise and here's here's what i would posit yes the the unseelie court does need a queen that's correct the, she, there has to be a queen there yes and the current queen of the unseelie court sucks big time did kidnap and curse everybody yes so I, at the very least i'm game to Get rid of that queen. In I order guess, for I you guess to, I do want. I feel like if we are going to uh, enter this pact, we should know a little bit about What's your how court? you intend to govern an entirely new court. Yeah, I just wanted to enter this conversation with you, understanding that I 
we're buying into the premise. Yeah. But you got to right. sell us. A, a, you have to run for this office just a tiny bit. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on, um, I guess, you know, like economy, uh, education, yeah. climate so, issues? Yeah. I, by being the younger sister, I was bound to rule a quote unquote lesser court. I don't believe any of us should be limited by how we were born. I don't want to rule over my older sister. I only want to be her equal. You're likely going to have to face Queen Ezra anyway when you try to save Lesterborn. And in that moment, you'll have to choose whether you want to destroy the Unsealy Crown or make a new queen. If you destroy it, there will be one court to rule over the Fae. And I don't think that's right. The Seelie should not judge what happens to the Fomorians or the goblins or uh, various monsters that aren't considered beautiful. So why not keep the two courts and give the crown to someone who might do some good? And who takes over what? this court when you become the Unseelie Queen? Oh, yeah. I would unite the autumn and the winter courts. I would like what for a change of seasons. To sort of a goblin. You see, she thinks about it. It's honestly, it's honestly not a contingent clause because I, I, everything you're saying is, you know, it's not falling on waxy ears. You're you're saying all the right things. It's the most rational talk we've heard in a while. Yes, say that. I appreciate everything that you're saying. Yeah, which Just made us so drink you know. all of our blood mixed together. <laughs> so this like, is yeah. this, oh, this yes. conversation well, is a welcome I have relief. To, I, I unfortunately have to do that because I don't have a grand army to right, protect. Right, so. but I also do, I want you to keep that spirit if you inherit much new power. The spirit of a maze versus an army is actually, it's quite elegant yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, complex solutions. Yeah. My sister and I have our differences, but I believe we could reach agreements and have peace between the Sealy and the Unsealy. I don't want to bend the knee to my sister, but I would help her. Okay, so here, how about this? If we break this curse, defeat the Unsealy Queen, your sister wakes up, if she co-signs this, we're in business. We all, if I'm going to risk my people, if I'm going to risk our safety, if the Unsealy find out that she's hiding here, then I'm putting my kingdom at risk. I need a guarantee from you. Okay. I guarantee you will be the Unsealy Queen if your sister says it's cool. Um, can I just do a <laughs> quick insight check? Not like I all I want to do is know if her words that she's been saying sure. are sincere. Go ahead. You guys can all make inside checks okay. if you'd like. Uh, I got 15. 15. Oh, I got a, a 19, a 20. This is someone who has a chip on their shoulder. And you kind of look at Queen Cirilla, and Queen Cirilla is very much like this fairy tale princess. Uh-huh. And um, Princess Jovier is very much so this like kind of pragmatic leader. Hmm. And you don't know that one is necessarily better than the other. Like Queen Cirilla is not, um, you know, mean to goblins or something she's not but like joe veer is more willing to get her hands dirty but perhaps is not as like quote unquote good or nice um mm. but does joe veer like i guess like when she's talking about like she cares about her people mm-hmm. and stuff like that is that sincere that is sincere okay she's I, not telling you lies i quick spit some rapport spores on my compatriots and i just say i think i buy it i'm it, into again, it again i just 
we've talked to a lot of weirdos and freaks of late, and this yeah. person is making a decent amount of sense. Yeah. I have yeah. one more question for her, though. Okay. What were you saying about the changing of the seasons? I was saying if we could truly unite the courts, if if I were the unseelie queen and Cirilla were the seelie, then perhaps the summer court could experience autumn and spring, and the autumn court could experience winter it's and summer true. and it's spring. Always- it's always beautiful. too hot for cider in the summer court. That's right. That's a tragedy. Yeah. Would you guys it's like some cider? Never to run through a sprinkler in autumn. Yeah. Okay. I can't okay. remember the last time I you ran through what? a sprinkler. Not only do you have your deal, but I'm ready to canvas for you. Mm. <laughs> I'll knock Send on some me doors. out there. I'm, on, I'm ready to knock on some doors. So shall we drink on it? I will protect my sister, Queen Cirilla. You will... Get the unseelie crown for me and make me queen of the unseelie. Can we just get that in writing and have our counsel? Yeah, we actually do have a lawyer. Oh, you have a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. I see no problem with that. Oh, I see you have one too, except yours is like a little koala. (laughs) I do. uh, What's wrong? I don't know. I just. This is, feels so rash to promise a crown to someone we just met. Although you are saying all the right things. I don't want you to feel... And she's already yeah. a princess. Yeah, and you're right. You know what? Okay. Also, who are we ahead. to decide? We just got here. Yeah, not to mention we have, you know, made some terrible decisions in the past even more rashly. So who, why? why Plus, why our now? mission right now is to defeat the unseelie queen and break this curse. And if she can help us, yeah. then... We just came here to get my dad and then... And then all this happened, so I guess, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Okay. I'll drink to it. I just want you to know that I am doing this because I I feel pretty um, excited about some of the things you just said. Mm. And I haven't been excited about politics in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I well, gotta be honest, I kind of tuned welcome, out a little bit. You're welcome to drink in my hall. You're welcome to stay here as long as you would like. Um, and eventually you'll help me get the crown and I will protect my sister. Okay. And I'll protect her with my life, and I promise you that. I guess, can we put a clause in the contract that you're not going to wage war against your sister? Provided we're able to reach a consensus, I I can't promise you that we will never have conflicts. Right. I know that you'll have conflicts, but I guess it's like, I don't want it to be like, rather like, I don't want you to take imperialist action against her. Ruling the world does not interest me. Good. Again, saying all the right things. Yeah. Thank you so much. All the seasons together. Yep. I like that. Here's to that. All right. I asked my dad if I can have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can have You can have a little drink, but... What are we drinking? What, uh, what kind uh, of drink cocktail? would you guys like? Cocktail. I'm uh, assuming that you can make cocktail. a good cocktail. Can I was like going to a... do like a horn of ale for everyone, but would you like a cocktail? It's been a while, right? I'm partial yeah. to Crick water myself. <laughs> oh, do y'all have any kind of Crick water back there? I think we could probably enchant something to be whatever you'd like. Uh, I, I pull hard one aside. I'm like, it's never as good as the real deal when they enchant it. Uh, but honestly, I've had some of this fucking elvish swill for the last few days, <laughs> so anything will do. All right, I'll, go, I'll take the Crick water as well. I ask what the other halflings are having. You see, at the same time. Uh, Balnor and Bev Sr. say Bud Heavy. <laughs> and then they both look at each other. 
I say with to, like a little nod of respect. <laughs> yes. I say to both of them, dads, can I have a sip of your beers? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Why All not? Right. Why not, bud? Two horns for me. <laughs> you see Princess Jovier goes and fetches some horns for you guys. Pour some Bud Heavy for the three halflings. <laughs> uh, you see she brings in this little uh, goblin shaman who... Uh, <gasps> Who uh, now enchants, that's a fucking mixologist, mm, bitch. Who enchants some horns for you guys? Uh, hands hard one and moonshine some horns. Is he wearing one of those like old, like you know how mixologists always like dress weirdly old timey? Oh, yeah. Does he have like a handlebar mustache and a vest? Uh, no, she's got like um, a long cloak over her, like a fur. Oh. Okay. The mixology economy in both of these worlds is so wild. Half the people <laughs> we meet are mixologists. It's great. Um, she but is Ice. She's able to uh, enchant <laughs> it to be creek water for you guys. Um, so you see uh, Princess Jovier pours herself some ale to peace between the Sealy and the Unsealy. To peace. To peace. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers is kind of like a cheers. contract, cheers. right? You guys mm-hmm. all cheers to make the contract. You guys all want to make this contract? Yeah, yeah. Yes. as long as she's cheers in peace. You guys all cheers. All right. She takes her sip. To a time of all seasons. Technically, you're supposed to waft this, but fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, take a sip. Uh, Tastes just like crake water, y'all. Wow. Really? Yeah. I look at that little goblin shaman, and I'm like, y'all should be, I mean, what? You see this little uh, goblin shaman has, like, uh, the glazed over eyes, like she's blind or something, but she looks like she can, like, see through you, and she just nods and smiles. I bow my head in reverence. I say, anytime you're at the creek, you got a fucking, you got a fucking bed in my ah, stump. yes, the creek. She yeah. comes over and pours you some more creek water. Anytime. Oh, Melora. What's your story? <laughs> I have a long story. Can we can we help you? Do you have any quests? You want to oh, come with us? <laughs> I serve Princess Jovier. I Fair. would love to work Fair. for the Unsealy Queen. All right. Wow, well, we're all aligned. We're, yes. we're trying to make that happen for mm-hmm. you. All right. She's kind of creepy, and she just like walks out of the room backwards while still staring at all of you guys. Hmm. Damn. It really takes all sorts, huh? I'd love to see what she does with, like, you know, just a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> curious. I'm curious. Probably um, some jalapeno in there, no question. Ooh. So, uh, so what's, what's next here? In order for you to get to Ezra the Unkind, uh, you'll need to get to the Winter Court. And you see Bev Sr. Uh, speaks up, and he goes, So... King Lesterborn is being kept in a tower away from the rest of the uh, Unseelie Kingdom. We should head straight there. Draw Queen Ezra out. Plus, uh, a lot of their army will be gone, seeing as they're invading the uh, Summer Court, provided we oh, get yeah. there fast. That's right. Uh, what's the fastest way to get there? Uh, Princess Jovier does a little sigh. She goes, Whew. Well, uh, my companion here can elk herself. <laughs> I turn into a pregnant. I I turn into a a postpartum elk. (laughs) You're a little depressed. (laughs) Oh my god. You you don't have any like. You don't have any extremely normal airships we could ride in, do you? (laughs) She goes. Well, we don't have extremely normal ones, but just um, like real vanilla airships, just like two fins. Don't air uh, elemental underneath. It there. doesn't have to be anything simple. I can fly something right. very complicated. Well, um, I'm one of the most celebrated pilots. <laughs> if you material plane. want to get, I to just the... believe hard one. It's true. He's he's yeah. Mm-hmm. If you <laughs> want to get to the Winter Court fast, 
You can talk to one of the goblins in the hangar. There's. Can you give us a set us up an intro with maybe the most yeah. established one so that we can sort of because I'm just saying if we met them in the context of you, you might save us some some sweat trying to ingratiate ourselves. Yeah, a letter of introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, uh, she goes back and she grabs some like parchment. Um, and she writes a note um, that um, you're being sent on behalf of the Princess Jovier on an important mission, and anyone who helps you um, is owed a favor and is in her mm-hmm. debt. Um, and she signs it, uh, and she puts her seal on it. Y'all, we just got blank checked. <laughs> All right, I donned my captain's hat. <laughs> now this tower uh, that Lesterborn's in, does she hang like a big tie over the tower when like naughty stuff is going on, or are we just going to need to like use our? We're going to leave now. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you wanted to have a drink or uh, have a rest, you're also welcome to enjoy our hall. One of each. Yeah, let's do one yeah, of each. Yeah, one of each. Um, so you guys um, go back out in the hall. You see it is um, uh, rowdy out here. There's a lot of like half-drunk people having like fun conversations and everything. Um, full tables of goblins and Eladrin interacting. Um, servants come over, refill uh, your flagons of ale and creek water. Oh, you see that? Is there some table dancing going on? There's some definitely some table dancing. Some like Eladrin uh, doing like little hobbit dances. Wait. Can me and Balinor and my dad do like a Hobbit dance? Yes. You okay. sing the Hobbit, Hobbit song? Oh, absolutely. Balnor, Balnor definitely learned some dances from, you know, his elders who were, you know, essentially the younger generation of your people. So we know a green teen You guys definitely together. know a green teen dance. So you guys <laughs> okay. all know a green teen dance. So you see... Bev Sr. gets a little tipsy on <laughs> ale. Oh, yeah. This is such a big moment for Bev. To like, I am pounding the, my horn on yeah. the table so hard as they dance. Kick your feet around and round. Everybody toss it back. Kick your feet around and round. Hey-ho, my name is Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack, the original green teen. Who could forget old Jack? That's hey right. Ho, the first my one. name is Jack. <laughs> I love it. Hey ho, my name is Jack. Pelor loves us. We love him back. <laughs> hey ho, we love him back. Jack. Hey ho, my name is Jack. I made it up on the fly. Come eat some slack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all the Eladrin and the uh, goblins are like getting drunk, throwing their arms around each other, singing along with you guys. The song's pretty repetitive, so everyone joins <laughs> in. Um, they're kind of ecstatic to have people in from the material plane. They don't get to see people like this normally, so they see these like three halflings dancing, doing like a jig together on this table, and everybody's everybody's going nuts. It's absolutely a jig. Yeah, I guess like we're here. We're in this great hall. Who do we see? Like, it's mostly goblins and it's just Eladrin? goblins and Eladrin. Okay, yeah, I feel like um, I've had uh, one and a half Bud Heavies. Um, I'm pretty tipsy. So I guess, I, yeah, like, I probably just mingle, see who I see. Maybe if I, like, maybe I accidentally uh, bump into, like, a, a, teen, uh, a teen goblin boy, and, <laughs> and it's a weird moment for me. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Are you like scope? Are you? No, I'm not scoping. You're not looking for teens. Mm-hmm. He's not on the prowl. Okay. <laughs> not on the teen prowl. Uh, that's a 16. Okay, um, Bev, you look around, um, and you do see a young man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, looks to be around um, 15 or 16. Uh, this young autumn Aladrin. Oh no. He's got like mid-length hair. Uh, it's got like the left to right part. Oh, a swoop. Wait. He's got like a little swoop. Is it orange? It is orange. He's like a uh, burnt orange skin and like brown hair. And you see him, um, he looks to be like doodling. Oh no. <laughs> He's drawing on like a little notepad by we, himself. We drawing. Oh, hey. <laughs> Uh, is that oh, from one of your scrolls? I was just drawing some monsters, uh, and he shows you uh, this like really good drawing of an owl bear. I nudge Moonshine. <laughs> that's so, <sighs> dang, that's so good. Thanks. Have you ever seen an owl bear? Actually, no. I've seen a lot of uh, kooky stuff out there, but what never you, an owlbear. What have you seen? I've seen. Uh, have you have you heard of like a bullywug Goliath? I, I've never I've never seen one of those. You mean like a frog hemoth? Kind of like that, yeah. I've never seen one of those. Can you just can you describe it okay, for me? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, teeth not as good as you would hope. So you see, um, he starts. It basically, um, Bev's like a little bit drunk, um, mm-hmm. and you guys are kind of like watching this. You watch as um, it's so this- hard because like we kind of gotta let this play out, you oh, know? Definitely. Like we gotta let Bev find his truth. Yeah, I don't want to influence this. Uh, exactly, and Bev. Uh, as you're like describing the frog hemoth, uh, this autumn Aladrin is. Uh, he's like sketching it like a police sketch artist like Mm -hmm. drawing like exactly uh what you tell him and everything uh and he shows it to you and he's like like this that's like super accurate oh my gosh yeah my dad my dad's putting together like this um uh we're it's like a collection of monsters like pictures of monsters we're calling it like the monster guide um it's i feel like manual might be better for like the alliteration monster manual yeah I should tell my dad that. That's awesome. Hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm I'm Beverly. Beverly Togold the fifth. That's awesome. Where are you? I I I haven't seen somebody like you around. Material plane. <laughs> That's <gasps> there's <laughs> there's so many monsters on the material plane that don't exist in the Fate Wild. Did it's, you know that? Yeah, I've killed a lot of them. You're an adventurer. Yeah, I'm with my my friends over here. I I kind of waved. I like realize I'm in too deep now, <laughs> and I waved to my friends. Oh, um, can I, I do an insight? Can I do an instant insight check into whether or not Bev actually wants to be saved? Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> I got an eight. Uh, Bev, how do you? I don't know if Bev knows what Bev wants. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just gonna report spores him and say. You're young, like you don't have to be with the one just yet. And then I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> and then we're gonna take out the rapport spores. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm retracting the oh, rapport spores, and you do what's right for you. Um, my my name's uh, Tehran, by the way. Tehran, hey, yeah. it's, it's nice to meet you. Nice uh, to meet yeah, you. I, I shake his hand. Shakes your hand. Uh, yeah, I I live uh, obviously in the autumn court here uh, with my um, father and uh, my mother, and I have a little sister. And uh, yeah, sometimes uh, me and my dad or me and my mom will go out, and we uh, we saw an owl bear one time. I saw a unicorn one time. A Pegasus. Whoa. Yeah, you want to see? He starts showing you um, through his like little sketchbook. My dad says that um, uh, if my drawings get good enough, that uh, he's gonna put them in his. Uh, we were calling it the monster pamphlet, but now I'll tell him we're gonna call it the monster <laughs> manual. I think you got to keep working on this. This is this is amazing stuff, bud. Oh, thanks, man. Could you draw me? Uh, yeah. Do you wanna? <laughs> <laughs> 
we oh could. Oh my god! Should we get some like? Can trees? I just like kick a door open to like a a room that like looks like that room in the Titanic where <laughs> Jack drops? Do you want to? We could. I I mean, uh, should we like go out into like the woods or something? I can show you like. If you know a good spot, I can show you the Albert Cave. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Is it dangerous? I mean, a little bit. You're not scared, are you? Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> Man, I'm always a little scared. I'm always a little scared, too. That's yeah. cool that you can admit that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I've got a friend who's puts up a lot of walls, and I, I, I respect that. And sometimes I think that's good, but I don't know. Sometimes I think you, you got to be open. Radical honesty, you know? Yeah. So let's, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. Cool. Uh, so you see, uh, so uh, Moonshine and Ardwan. You hey, guys, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you guys see Teron and uh, Bev leave uh, this hall. I, I, uh, I dap him up. Ardwan. <laughs> like a, a quick, like, low nut. Ardwan, <laughs> we did the right thing, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Like, the best thing is, like, we, we can't intervene. He's young. He's going to live his life. And if we try to give him an adult's wisdom, he's not going to learn the lessons no he way. needs to learn. Uh, we are not going to intervene, but we are going to follow him. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you guys want to follow him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pass without trace uh, you see, on me and hard one. Uh, <laughs> you see Balnor and Bev Sr. are like uh, a little bit drunk and are like really bonding. <laughs> you guys, you hey, them. you guys enjoy this. You guys All enjoy right. the revelry. Hey, you guys have fun out there. Hey, Bev, have fun with your friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love uh, you, love you, dads. <laughs> love you. Uh, so um, Bev exits. Uh, do you guys want to go ahead and get? Are you going to do pass out trace? Yeah, or yeah we're going to. Yeah, pass out trace. Which I go ahead and cast pass out trace. A <laughs> hard do. one. Um, go ahead and give a stealth check, you guys. I got a twenty-six. Twenty-six. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay. So unless Bev is specifically looking for them, uh, you're not even gonna make a check. Um, the, you guys are just like following at a distance. Like you guys are blending into the crowds of like the settlements. I and- just feel like hard one. It'd be presumptuous for us to assume that Erlen is necessarily the right one for him. <laughs> oh, definitely. Hey, I want him to get his. I just don't want him to get eaten by a owl bear. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, so um, Teron um, walks out with you, Bev, um, and starts walking outside the city walls, like into the forest. He starts talking to you, um, and he says, so you, I've, I've heard that in the material plane that the seasons change, that the sun moves. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole spear, it's a whole thing. And every day is different. Every day is different. That must be amazing. It's honestly a lot sometimes. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Consistency feels... It feels nice. What do you think about this place? What do you think about the Fey Wild? It's definitely wild. And actually, um, I, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Green Knights. Or, uh, I mean, they're the, the Knights of the Summer Court now. But they, they came from our world, and they've been here for a while. I've heard of the Army of the Summer Court yeah. that came through the, the portal from the Material Plane. I kind of fill them in on, on my dad and that whole situation. Great. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, chat. Uh, you guys are kind of uh, sneaking through the forest. I think following. again, like I want to make it clear that like I'm not trying to eavesdrop on him. So ideally, I don't hear you just his conversation. Just want to make sure he's like not getting like betrayed or killed. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be is... keeping an eye out for predators, cool. but actively not listening to his conversation. We're, we're chaperoning. You're yeah, chaperoning. Exactly. Right? We're giving him his space. Um, yeah. So you guys are ducking between the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see uh, Teron uh, takes you into the forest uh, to this cave. Uh, and you 
see this owl bear. Like the name implies, it looks like a bear. It's this huge, like five or 600 pound creature with brown fur um, and then the face of an owl. And you see it has in its beak this giant dire eagle that looks like it probably weighs like 30 or 40 pounds. And it is just like ripped it out of the sky and it's like ripping at it and eating it. And um, Teron goes, isn't it amazing? That's that's nasty, but it's it's, it's, it's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, it's so the, freaking dope. The dude. savagery of it is dope. Yeah, look how dope that is. <laughs> it's the owl bear, man. Um, they must be I wanna... talking about some really eloquent things. <laughs> it's fucking gnarly. It's just as like hell. you guys are just like two teenagers, just like looking at uh, this bear eat something, just being like, "That's rad." Yeah, man. that rips. That kicks That's, ass. That freaking kicks so much ass, man. Um, do I get a sense that the owl bear is like? Threatening? I mean, obviously it the, is, but like... The owlbear doesn't seem to be like on to uh, your presence there. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are standing back a little bit. It seems to be like well-fed. It is currently eating this giant eagle, so it's not like starving. Um, and you guys are just like watching from a distance. And this um, Aladrin, you can assume, has a, a good enough knowledge of like nature to um uh you guys are both pretty quiet you're a green teen he's an aladrin okay okay so we shouldn't get any closer though or should we should we try to go in the cave and touch the wall <laughs> i mean you haven't done that yet no, my dad won't let me get close. He says that while owlbears won't actively attack someone unless they're starving, um, they will defend their nest. So... I... I missed you step in. <laughs> I We see Bev disappear and we're like, Trickery! Trickery! Uh, Bev, you disappear. You go past this owlbear mm -hmm. and you are in um, the shallow cave mm -hmm. uh, and you hear the sounds of little <gasps> like hoots Oh! and you go in and there are little baby owlbears in there <laughs> and mama is starting to walk back in with the hawk I hide myself I hmm what would I hide oh um what, what's in there um, you can either like hide around in the corner or you can like misty step back out. It's kind of up to you. Let me misty step back out. Okay. I've got enough spells to do that. So you misty step in. Uh-huh. Um, you see these I little... grab something while I'm there. Okay, great. Um, um I'll like... say these are owlbears. So feather. they're- Right. So you grab like a little owlbear baby feather. Uh-huh. You misty step back out as mama's coming back in uh, with his big dire hawk. And um, Teron sees you just flash and appear back in. He goes, you can face step? It's kind of like that. Uh, I wish I could face up. I mean, that seems no, really that's cool. No, what you just did is awesome. Yeah, but it's... You went in an owlbear cave that's nuts. It makes me super nauseous when I do it, though. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm sure you... you what was it like out. in there? I mean, it was adorable. There were some, like, little cubs in there. You got between owlbear and, and, and her cubs? <laughs> is that bad? You're, like, the fucking bravest dude I've ever met. I don't know. I hang out with some pretty brave folk. I feel like a wiener sometimes. It's cool, man. You you seem cool to me. Th thanks. It's nice to hear that. Do you want me to? Do you want me to draw you? Yeah. 
That'd be great. <laughs> so moonshine, moonshine I, uh, and hard one. You guys are watching pa- like I, I pass. I pass moonshine the flask. <laughs> yeah, what are you guys doing? Meanwhile, we cut over to hard one and moonshine. We're uh, sitting in uncomfortable silence. <laughs> I think we're just saying like, you know, it's nice to see young love. Yeah. I, if that's what's happening, it doesn't need to be happening. But it's nice. Like, don't y'all remember like the first time you like felt mm. those feelings or yeah the first and only time i right i yeah. know i keep forgetting you're so committed <laughs> <laughs> my heart belongs to one yes to Gemma. Yeah, yeah yeah that must be nice to have like such confidence in who you chose yeah i think it is nice if she weren't dead that would be yeah, kind of like ideal. i guess that is sort of the hairpin in it mm-hmm. yeah but, you know, like she said that we could have kind of like an open thing while she's dead. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to kind of see what's up. Like you saw me <laughs> and Tris. I wasn't really ready to do anything. Like even it didn't matter how much she wanted to be with me. It was just like not the honest, right time. There for was me. something about those Trisses that they just like, they just felt like one time things, you know? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I could see that you felt that That's, from them. Yeah. And you were like, I don't need to engage with this. So here's just like a casual question. It really seemed like you got that dress to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying I can't do that. But what's? Uh, why don't you tell me your way so I can <laughs> compare? Right, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of sensitive parts on a woman. Right. Which ones? It's <laughs> which ones exactly? It's different for a woman. So uh. you kind of got to like fiddle around and figure out the sensitive parts on each specific woman. Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah. You've been there. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so we come back over. No, to- don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> So we cut back over to uh, Teron and Beverly, and um, you see, uh, you guys spend a little time. You guys are uh, chatting and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Teron does this um, really cool portrait of you, like fighting an owl bear. Whoa! Um, and he rips it out of his little sketchbook and he hands it to you. And um, you see, he looks a little sad, and he goes, "You know, for you to take with you whenever you, you know, go off on like whatever adventure you're gonna go on, or hey." Know. You're about to go on so many amazing adventures yourself. You've got a whole book to fill. That's true. Uh, how, how long are you in town? I think just for the night. <laughs> um, you see, he tries to kiss you. <laughs> here's what I do. I take the little feather that I stole from the, uh, the cave, and I kind of gently put it in his hair. And like as he goes to like kiss... I kind of like bring him in and like just kiss like his ear and then I whisper like, I can't, I'm sorry. There's someone else and it just wouldn't be right. And I, I do a lot of things in this world, but above all, I, I try to do right. And it's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> uh, you see, uh, he pulls back and he goes, see Ben's boner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cool. it is raging. It's cool. Uh, Teron pulls back and he just like brushes hair back. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 totally. We should go back. We should get going back. We should go back. Yeah. This was fun though. This was good. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry too. I'm sorry too. You're, uh, you see, you're he, just really cool. Okay, yeah, you're really cool. This man. is amazing. You have to sign this. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, he signs it. Hey, you know, have fun on 
Oh, your adventures, everything. It's, it I kiss him on neat. the mouth and then I misty step away. <laughs> <laughs> you give him a quick peck, uh, then you misty step away. Uh, you appear. You see Moonshine and Ard one sharing a flask uh, ne- uh, in like oh. a tree nearby. Hi! I, yeah. I, Holy shit! You were in the woods. Can you? Can I have the flask? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Light waft. Just a light waft. You know, y'all too. I gotta be honest. I'm a bit envious. You both got someone in your life that you love, and that's your person. I mean, I, 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 I feel like I, I feel like Erlen deserves a chance. Like we just I know, got started. I love it. I think it's wonderful. And I don't know. It's it's hard to be away, and a lot of things are hard. I saw your boner from all the way over here. I was <laughs> I so just, proud. It's your elven eyesight. So proud. It's got to be your elven eyesight. It's yeah. not that big. <laughs> Let's just. Let's just go home. Okay. I'm just saying, am I doing something wrong that I don't have my person? What? Or oh. is my person Pawpaw? Pawpaw starts licking your face. You're doing something right. God bless you, but I you, mean, you know, shine. there's limitations to our relationship, Wee-er. and I shove him back in my bib. I you think got the, people. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. All I, right. Okay. I think the only problem is that you've got too much and it's hard to you know know how to focus you're like you're swimming mm. in a big sea women can't have it all yeah. but maybe they can <laughs> oh i guess we're gonna find out i trip <laughs> do i meet anyone i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> all right let's head back let's head back it's been a big night hey everybody it's emily here to talk to you about mint mobile it's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, 
Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I think this, we got to do... Guy, the guy that's sitting out by the uh, Owlbear Cave, he's... I'm going to watch him for a second make sure he's oh. good. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. cool. He doesn't, doesn't get eaten by the Owlbear. Okay. You see, he just uh, starts, like, walking back. Mm. And does he have a boner? Uh, he looks Job, uh, he kind does, of embarrassed. If he does, I can't see it from here. Damn. I think he did... He um, he was a teen, and he made a move, and so he's just like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, that's... It's par for the course, but damn... I feel I mean, bad. Bev, I know that you're feeling some like feelings of like pressure and guilt and whatnot, but what you should really be feeling is like, holy shit, I'm hot shit. I mean, yeah, we've we freaking Frenched. Yeah. <laughs> for like a, a quick sec. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't, you know, like transport an entire army to the Feywild while doing it, but it still felt really good. My man. <laughs> I think we got to do three separate beds tonight. Okay, three separate beds. Three Sweet. separate beds. Uh, so you guys go back to like the hall, um, and um, Princess Jovier hooks you guys up um, with your own rooms. If if you guys, uh, you see Princess Jovier goes, uh, of course I will provide each of you with your own room. I guess so. Just this once. Uh, she, each of you guys. I uh, think Bev has to fap. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but Moonshine is a little sad. <laughs> you see, Papa is just. We, Moon- we just me and Moonshine just talked about how we don't have people in the world anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where you guys are in. Uh, you guys are essentially in like a hotel, so it's like Bev goes in his room. Um, uh, it is just kind of like looking out into the sunset. Uh, no, I'm looking at the picture of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you right at the, that? Or looking right at the signature. Are you fapping to yourself or are you fapping to his brush strokes? Is the question. I don't think I'm allowed to answer that question. <laughs> uh, I want to look out my window and play my woodblock pensively. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to um, put on a brave face for Papa, but as soon as he falls asleep, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna cast silence on myself and have a private cry. Oh, oh, I thought it was. Yeah, you see, Papa is rolling around in this big bed, like not knowing what to do without people on every side. He's just like, he just like keeps trying to get comfortable, but like there's just he usually scrambles himself to sleep. Yeah. What's uh, what's the Balnor and Bev situation? Uh, so fun. Fucking out, right? Ba- fucking fucking ba- You guys wake up uh, like a few hours <laughs> later and you guys find uh, along with a bunch of other uh, mostly, I would say the goblins are more shit shows than the Eladrin. The Eladrin kind of like hold their shit and keep like a steady drunk, but the goblins like get a little wasted. You guys find Balnor and Bev Senior passed out in the hall <laughs> downstairs. That's nice. Oh, boy. That's a nice thing to wake up to. Let him sleep. Yeah, you guys. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna round up a bunch of bacon and get uh get this haul. Can we get a celebration pumping. breakfast going? Yeah, oh, yeah. we'll get a celebration breakfast. Who needs a girlfriend? I smell bacon. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. You start uh, cooking on a little grill. Uh, you see the little shaman goblin uh, comes up next to you uh, and starts like duplicating what you're doing to make like enough for everyone. Dang you, good. Yes. 
It is good to have outsiders here. Seriously, is there like, do you need us to reclaim some key or something? It just seems like you want to give us a quest. No, I serve the Autumn Court. How are you with chorizo? Because I'm thinking huevos rancheros. Love chorizo. Yeah. Uh, just keeps duplicating all the food you're making. Hall fills up again, uh, and everybody eats, uh, and people start drinking early. Mimosas? <laughs> Mostly ale, but there are a few Eladrin drinking mimosas. Okay, what's the Bloody Mary bar situation? Uh, yeah, uh, you can get a um, very spicy Bloody Mary, Ooh. or, uh, you know, just kind of uh, a basic uh, Bloody Mary. I guess I do whatever my dad does. I'm kind of following his lead. Uh, Yeah, he's going to get a Bloody Mary because he's a little hungover. Yeah, here is the dog. Here is the dog, guys. I I prepare one for him, and it's really silly. Nice. It's got, like, a pickle and some olives and then an entire slider. Oh, that's a lot of accoutrement, Bill. (laughs) That's the style these days. You you see, he's just like pinching the bridge of his nose and Balnor, you make one for Balnor and both the dads just like crunch pickles as they just like heave. (laughs) (laughs) Just seeing a hungover dad, it's just not right. It's All not right. right, but it's so right. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys think? We uh, another three or four hours, we head out, huh? I'm ready now. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready now. yeah. we don't want to. Can I? Cast- I feel like maybe we should have a lunch or something, right? Probably best to. I don't know. Hard one's the one who's probably gonna be piloting this beast. So if he's feeling ripe, I'm I feeling say we pluck him from the tree. Fresh. Yeah. Can I uh, lesser restoration them? <laughs> you lesser restoration them. Uh, the dad's like. Uh, kick out of their hangovers. Oh, thanks, bud. All right, to the to the goblin hangar. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, sweet, you guys exit the keep and head over to the hangar. The hangar is essentially a giant tent garage uh, made of thick hide. And as you go inside, you see goblins hard at work rushing around. Uh, You see some of the goblins that were cheering before at the uh, little flying machine that exploded are using scrap metal from that machine. Like they've got like charred metal and are just straight up building another one. Um, The persistence of humanity (laughs) or goblin (laughs) And you see that they're- Oh, the goblinity. Uh, There are three other uh, seemingly intact machines here. There is one that is bigger, almost airship-sized, probably about 20 feet long. It looks like a Zeppelin. There's a big balloon and then a carriage underneath it. Uh, You see a crew of goblins loading supplies onto it, and um, a goblin with a scarf and a little cap um, is, like, directing traffic. Um, You also see two more airships. Um, These ones are a bit smaller, uh, but could definitely fit all of you guys. Mm. Uh, These are propeller-based flying machines. At one of them, you see this little goblin woman with a welding mask and wearing an arcane backpack is powering up this test tube-looking thing. And on the other one, two little goblin dudes have a door open and are trying to, like, fix a lever inside. Uh, You're the expert on uh, aerial... Engineering? What? Who do you think? Uh, let's see here. I think you just gotta yank it just a little this way. You're I'm going gonna, over to like the dudes with the lever. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can help <laughs> them pull the lever. Oh, what? Nice. Get out of here! Don't don't touch the levers. I just think. What do you know about flying machines? Hey, he knows everything about. He do wrote you know the, everything about flying machines? No, he does. He wrote the dang book. I do a persuasion roll. Oh yeah. I put it on my hat again. Oh wow, captain's hat. Very cool, man. Thank you. Mind if I try this lever? Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Yes. I can I do it? Uh, Can I hype him up? 
No, he's right, uh, he's the one who went in. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. I really hope yeah, man, that I, mean, I can roll this well when I touch the lever. That's that's a hell of a hat. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? We're having trouble with it. Uh, you look in. You see eight levers. Which one do you pull? <laughs> Good. I pull the fourth lever. You see the top propellers uh, start to whip around, and the thing starts to raise. They go like, what the fuck are you doing, man? It, you don't I know what the fuck you're doing. I flip it they back. Uh, you flip it back down. Get out of here, dude. I'm just fucking with here. you, you guys. Come on. Don't fuck with us. I pull the fifth lever. Uh, you see that the left propeller starts going. The thing starts spinning in circles. Guards, guards. They're trying to I steal I flip it back. I flip it back. I flip it back. What are you doing? I'm so are you sorry. Sa- did, they, did they send you over from the competition? No, I honestly. Did we send you over here? Huh? We yeah. were actually sent uh, by someone a little above Gui. Uh, and I pull out the letter of introduction that we were given. Which we should have done from the start. Yep. Uh, you pull out this letter of introduction, um, and these two guys look at it, um, and then they look at each other excitedly, and then they look back at you guys, and they go, huh, a fever for the princess, uh, a job for Bun and Bean. Uh, I'm Bun. This is Bean. Uh, we can take you guys. Bean, Let's go show this to the lady with the welding hat on. What? Yeah. Why would you show it to Gui? You were she used of... to work for us. We fired her. Hey, you, you guys know, were a bunch of assholes uh, to us. Competition. We, you came and started touching our levers. Thing. You started touching our levers. Well, Did you have to touch our levers? There should be one lever. There's too many levers. There's eight levers. There's eight levers in any good well, flying machine. Just real quick. There's eight levers in Gui's flying machine. Walk me through. What, what do each of these? Just prove to me like, that I should you. trust I'll, you. I am the pilot. If you don't trust, if I you don't pilot. tell me, I'm just going to walk over oh, yeah? to you yeah, right I now anyway. I dare you. Okay, we walk over to Gui. Yep. What? Uh, don't go walk over to Gui. Don't walk over to Gui. Hey, Gui. You see Gui is charging this battery-looking thing. She's got a welder's mask on. She pulls it up and goes, what? What are you, what are you doing? I'm working here. Oh, everybody's high-strung. <laughs> yeah. What's it's... up? Hey, Gui, here's a letter from the princess. She looks at it. Uh, you see Bun and Bean have walked over. That's our contract. We're doing a job for the princess. And Gui goes, nope, actually, it's my job now. I'm taking them to the winter court. Uh, and they all start to, like, uh, fight with each other. Me- we fired you. You stole my ideas. We fired you. I'll take you there. I'll get you there in we'll go one day. With- I'll we'll get you there go- in half a day. We'll go with whoever walks us through what each of the levers do. I'll do it. Uh, Gui says it yeah. slightly before Bean says it. I know what they do, Moonshine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I retract. All right. I take it back. Who do you want to go? Who do you want to go with? Hey, how about this? Let's Shark Tank yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. No, no, I don't even think we Shark Tank it. Okay. This is Hard One's area of expertise. I was stepping on toes to even interject. Hard One. You're right. Oh, no, you're right. No, you, 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 you honor me. Uh, <laughs> I, Gui, tell me a little bit about this ship. Uh, she goes in the cockpit. Um, hard one. You enter this little flying machine cockpit with her. Um, you see um, Bun and Bean like jump in to like intercept you. Uh, probably like Balnor Bev Senior just like hold them back. Uh, hard one. You enter this little flying machine cockpit. Uh, you see there are a few seats for passengers. Uh, then a seat up front for like a pilot and a co-pilot. It's helicopter esque, uh, but a little bit bigger. Uh, somewhere between a blimp and a helicopter. There's a big glass window in the front and little circular, almost portholes uh, for the passengers to look out of. Uh, you see an extremely disorganized system of buttons and levers. There are eight levers total. Uh, in the back, behind the passenger seat, uh, you see this big 
test tube looking things. God bless this mess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you see Gui goes, okay, so to take off, you activate the bottom thruster. Uh, she points to the first lever. It explodes and shoots you into the air. Then you activate the rear thruster and it shoots you forward. Uh, she points to the second lever. Then you release the wings to glide. Um, she points to the third lever. To stay afloat, you use the top propellers. Uh, she points to the fourth lever or just keep hitting the rear thruster to go forward. To turn, you alternate between turning on and turning off the left and right propellers. She goes to fifth for left, she goes to sixth for right, uh, and those are attached to the wings. If you pull the seventh lever, the propellers will fully retract into the flying machine. That way you won't damage them when you use the thruster. You cannot have the propellers out when you are thrusting forward. I cannot stress that enough. And then the eighth lever is for the balloon in case all goes to hell and you need to just float to safety. Sweet, and tell me about this tube in oh, the back? Oh, the tube, right, that's the battery. So that is powered by, um, I charge it uh, with magic spells. That's what I was doing up there with that little welder with this little photon pack. Very I was charging nice. it up. So you get it nice and charged with spells and uh, that's what powers the thruster. So fastest way to go is to just use thrusters and the wings and you glide. You start to sink down a little bit, but you're gliding through the air. You will crash eventually. So you do eventually need to use either the propellers or the balloon. Got propellers it. will take you at medium speed. Balloon will take you at the slowest speed, but you'll stay alive. Okay. Yep. Back on the material plane, I fly the SS Stormborn. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Never heard of it at all. Cool. Everybody no. up there has. Cool. Uh, should so, we... Are, we? are we doing this? We doing this, gang? Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. I trust you, Harwan. You seemed very passionate in your delivery there. So uh, uh, you see, Bun and Bean are both like screaming, "No, no, no, no! We'll, we'll take them! We'll take them!" And they, these are the guys that fired you after stealing your ideas. Yeah, they. I'm the one who came up with this uh, charger back here. Uh, she points to um, this, like, uh, welder gun thing that she was using to charge the battery. All right. Uh, you going to come with us? Yeah. I'm, I have to fly the thing. I can fly the thing. Can you fly it? Oh, I can fly it. I am not going to come if you fly it. Well, most airplanes have two pilots, so I think Why don't you be, be the co-pilot? You can be the co-pilot. I'm not going to be the co-pilot. We'll both be co-pilots. I'm going to be the pilot. <laughs> All right. Pilot one and pilot two. You can be pilot two. You'll be pilot two. You can be pilot two. Let's do All right. pilot Let's three. Let's shake on pilot two. All right. One, two, three. Shake. shake. You're pilot two. You're pilot two. Nice. Okay. Ready? Go. Uh, you see, um, she just kicks uh, Bun and Bean in the face. Uh, she just full on uh, attacks them to leave and they scurry away. All right. I'll take you guys to the winter court. This is really going to do a lot for my reputation. Really? You're not in Wait. great standing at the court already? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, look, I am a uh, great pilot and a great engineer. Ships here uh, have a 50% failure rate, whereas I only have a 40% failure rate. Only four times out of the last 10 times I've tried to get up has my ship exploded. Do you just have like jet blue or jet something? Blue? No, don't yeah, know what that no, is. Don't, okay. Can I real quick? Yeah. What do you think you're going to do with this favor from the princess? Just want to kind of suss out your vibe. Favor from the princess? <laughs> you see those guys? Uh, she points to the bigger Zeppelin uh, with the big crew. Those guys get all the good contracts because they've got a big ship. I want a big ship. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah you're I just... love somebody <laughs> trying to up jump their crew. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You're just trying to get out from under a toxic workplace. That's I right. That. Yeah. yeah. They're stealing my ideas. Uh, you have any secret compartments on here? Uh, one of my uh, my companions might have some porn he'd like to hide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got porn? Yeah, I got a ton of porn. Yeah, uh, I got my boy's she, life. She goes back. She opens, up a, bunch of, uh, she, she opens up a bunch of compartments. Uh, there's some goblin porn in there. 
hot. Oh, I take some I'd of that. definitely take a peek. At <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, whatever you're into. Me and Moonshine both go to grab the same magazine. <laughs> we both, I teach him how to read with the goblin porno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys relax. You guys relax. I, I got this. I'm not gonna relax. I'm ah, Captain One here. It's so much. Yeah. It's right, just so much. Yeah, it's let's just, do it. It's just so much, honey. All right, <laughs> let's do this, gang. All right, yeah. all right, uh, all right. Everybody, sit in. Buckle your seatbelts. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you guys all sit in. Um, hard one sits in the co-pilot seat. Uh, she sits next to all of the levers. I make sure that uh, Balnor and my dad have uh, barf bags just in case. They do have barf bags. Smart. Can I look through? Can I look through like an airplane safety uh, <laughs> brochure and it shows like a woman giving herself an oxygen mask before her possum? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, s if I'd ever do that. Yeah, do you have like a like a quirky safety video you could show us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, she hands you a like VHS tape, and at the exact same time, pulls the first lever, and immediately <laughs> there's an explosion underneath you guys, and you shoot off into the air, still in the hangar. You guys take a piece of the hangar with you. You rip through the tent and carry a giant piece of it uh, into the sky. The dads are screaming, "Oh, sweet pig!" <laughs> This is normal, right? The tent, uh, part of the tent uh, is ripped off and covers the glass so you can't see at all what's going on inside. Uh, You see her fiddling with the levers. Uh, She pulls the second one and a thruster shoots you forward. You rocket forward into the sky. Uh, The hide of the tent ceiling uh, finally flies off. You see below you the autumn trees whizzing by as you make your way quickly and efficiently towards the winter court you see behind you um, as she hit this thruster this um, battery turned on it's got like this Tesla coil type thing it looks like electric it's all powered on and it's going um, but suddenly as you guys rocket forward you guys are going so much faster than uh, you go in the airship it seems like goblins have um, kind of like a gnomish tinkering thing going Mm. but they do everything fast and dangerous Um, so you guys are going extremely fast and suddenly you see the battery in the back this Tesla coil looking thing begins flickering and she goes ah shit that's what I was doing when I was up with the welding mask I was charging this thing I forgot to fully charge it Oh, Uh, don't worry don't worry worry. you're a great pilot yeah 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 yeah. it's fine it's fine I'm gonna need to power it manually don't worry about it do you Uh, need help powering it no 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 I'm fine I'm fine yeah you see she gets up uh, you see she takes this proton pack off the wall and puts it on like a backpack and begins shooting the battery with waves of energy. You guys are going so fast. You see she's released the wings and you guys are gliding. So you see her like gradually going down, but you shot thousands of feet into the air. Um, And you see she's kind of casually talking to you guys as you just rocket through the sky and she goes, "Ah, I guess it wasn't charged enough. Uh, See, the propellers are mechanical, but the thrusters, they require magic energy, so you need to cast spells into it. Uh, I guess I forgot to get it all the way, uh, but it's not a big deal though. I've got this arcane proton pack that could do the job and it'll be charged in no time. It's slightly less stable than a normal spell, but... You see her backpack explodes and she blows out uh, a side of the flying machine. You see her way in the distance release a parachute. Uh, you guys oh, see emergency, emergency alarms start going off. You see all the levers I put switch. the oxygen mask on Papa first. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. <laughs> you see all of the levers switch to the off positions. The wings go in, the thrusters stop going, the propeller 
propellers go in and you guys are just this giant ball. You're about a thousand feet in the air and you start falling. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, uh, uh, dear uh. me. You know, I was starting to think that we had made way too many good decisions of late. Yeah, we were, we were so smart. <laughs> oh. Funny. Uh, I'm well going to re-roll that one. I get to re-roll a one on initiative too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, great. Twelve. I assumed you were going to drive, so I did not pay attention. <laughs> I think I did. Fifteen. Oh, wait, to the lever shit? Fuck no, I didn't pay attention to that. Okay, so Moonshine, you act first. Uh, you see she has just been blown out the, the side. But she's safe, right? She's safe. That's you see good. her, like, she has not a worry in the world. It's just like, to her, this was a failed experiment, and you guys, are all, you guys are all plummeting to your deaths. <laughs> um, you heard her saying, um, explaining the uh, different levers, whether or not you actually listened to what they did. Um, you can uh, test them out on your turn. You can pull up to two levers on your turn. You can do one as an action, one as a bonus action. Action, um, or you can do something to the battery. You see that the battery has gone cold. Um, I didn't get the Google oh, Doc. Oh, I'm going to put a spell slot into the battery. Okay, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Um, I'm going to put a third level spell into it. Sweet. Uh, so you go ahead and you cast a spell so you guys see. Uh, Let's we- see, I actually do have daylight stocked. Mm. So, or no, right. lightning bolt. That's way more bad. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, shoot yeah. a fucking bolt of lightning so, into yeah, it. So, yeah, you guys, um, <laughs> suddenly the whole flying machine goes dark. Moonshine, just like super quick, almost as soon as it happens, tur- uh, puts the uh, air mask on Papa uh, <laughs> and then shoots a lightning bolt into this battery. You see the battery powers back up. Um, that is airship's turn. You guys are a 1,000 feet in the air. I'm going to roll 2D and 100s to see how far it falls. 150 feet. This seems like a really anticlimactic way to kill all of us, Murph. <laughs> that is hard one's turn. Um, if the battery's back on, I'm going to flip yeah. the first first lever. So you flick the first lever, and uh, now that the battery's on, you guys do shoot up. I am going to go ahead and roll 2D100 to see how far you go up. You go 60 feet back up. Okay. That's good. Oh, so you are shooting good. up. Uh, but you do see that the um, battery then uh, starts like flickering again. All right. So we got to get the wings. Get the, the, wings, wings out. the wings out or the balloon up. Yeah. Um, um, I think the wings are seven. I, my only concern is that the the balloon would You guys slow don't have time for all this. Hard one, what do you do? Bonus action. So, uh, Seven. Yeah. Flip number seven. seven. Uh, you flip number seven. Um, nothing happens. You hear like the propellers up top. Um, you remember at the last second that that was what makes the propellers retract. They're already retracted. You just hmm. hear gears going up there. Mm. Um, that is the end of your turn. That is Bev's turn. Okay. Um, I shout to Hard One. Hard One, which one should I try? Um, <laughs> fuck me. Three. Okay. Um, Bev, you um pull the third lever and you see um the wings do come out nice. and you guys are All shooting right. up and like the uh, force oh, of oh, the I, wings are like flapping. Hit number two. That's I the hit, thruster. Well, wait, should I turn off one? Oh yeah, turn off one. I turn off one. Cool, you pull off one um, and you guys uh, begin free falling like a uh, fucking ride at the boardwalk. Do I have any more actions or no? No, you did two things. Okay. Um, that is uh, Balnor and Bev Senior's turn. I'm going to say these dudes are just freaking the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> are they like hugging each yeah, other? Yeah, they're just... Uh, so it falls for another 110 feet. Get so fit. we are at 850 feet. That is Moonshine's turn again. I'll just put a fourth level spell in there. Sweet, you put a fourth level spell in it. You see um, the battery is now like very bright. Hmm. 
Uh, and I'll that is uh, the airship again. Airship is going to fall 130 feet. You guys are now at 720. That is Hard One's turn. I'll flip number two. That's the thruster. You flip number two. The wings are out. You guys fly forward again. You guys, this little goblin-sized hole, all this wind is getting sucked out of it. Balinor and uh, Bev Senior just hanging on to each other. Papa's just hanging on to the little little mask that he's wearing. Don't worry. This is all quite normal. Keep breathing. Uh, hard one, you still have a bonus action. Um, but so you guys are, so you guys have the wings up and you're firing forward. Are we going the right direction? So you seem to be, uh, you see, um, yeah, Bev Senior like goes up and goes, oh, I guess I kind of know the way around. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're going, I mean, this is generally the right direction. We're South. We need to go West. Great. So let's keep on. Can I, uh, use a, a. like my next action to like try to patch up the hole where she exploded through. Sure. Okay. Oh. Um. So we'll say that is Bev's turn. Okay. So we're good. We're good the so way we're guys, going. You guys, right now, I'm gonna say we can even exit this like kind of combat scenario. You guys um, don't need to like act on turns necessarily now because you've bought yourself some time. So okay. you're going fast as fuck, but the wings are out. The propellers aren't up, so no propellers are breaking off. Um, but you guys are gliding right now, and eventually you are going to crash if you don't... Do our balloon. Do or, do your balloon or do the propellers. Uh, I guess I'll help Hard One patch the hole. Uh, what are you guys doing to patch the hole? Because um, you're not going to be able to, like, fully, fully fix I'm, it. Yeah, I'm just, like, laying any planks that we can across it so it doesn't suck anybody out or anything. Okay. Can I, like use uh, like uh, like vines? Like Nature's Wrath? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you throw up a Nature's Wrath and it covers it and restores kind of the air pressure so people Great. aren't getting like sucked out. Yes. Um, and while Bev has it like magically kind of sealed, you guys are able to just, you know, you find like a couple planks or something and you nail it up there so it's just kind of like haphazard thing. Good um, as new, just you like guys, my dad's ship. You guys are going fast as fuck <laughs> and the ship is like kind of descending and you guys are eventually going to like just like crash into a forest going so fast. So we have to slow down or we have to rise again unless we're, are we close? Uh, hey, Bev. Yeah, it's a good hey. question. Bev number four. Uh, it's probably, you know, uh, as far as like walking, it would probably take you like uh, on like horseback or something. It'd take you like 10 or 11 or 12 days. The way we're going right now, it'll probably take a day. It's been like five minutes. So we should probably come up with something that's going to last a little longer than this. Okay. I'm going to flip the first switch and see if we can go up again. There you go. Uh, you flip the first switch. You guys do have enough in the battery um, to shoot up again because Moonshine has put so many spells into this battery. Um, so you guys shoot back up, buys you a little bit more time, um, but the wings are out. So there's a lot of like um, air pressure as you guys go up. Mm. So I'm going to do uh, a roll to see if it breaks or if they take any damage. Um, they do take a little bit of damage. Um, you see like the end of one of the wings breaks off as oh. you guys um, shoot off. It doesn't appear to like have affected the propellers or like really fucked with it, but it's like proof that you can't just forever keep shooting up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So you guys shoot up. You buy yourself a little time. You guys um, are gliding down. You're still heading in the right direction, but now you're tilting a little bit to the right because mm. a little bit of your wing has broken off on the okay, left. Okay. Can I cast Warding Wind underneath this broken, uh, underneath this broken wing? You mean like above it to kind of like equal it, equalize it? Yeah. Just Sweet. basically using a strong wind, 20 miles per hour, blows around you. So I'd have to run out to the wing. And stand on it. Is that what you would like to do? Yeah. 
Okay, Munch, do you want to do like spider climb or anything? Or are you just going to do dex saving throws to go? Like you are going so fast right now. You might just get blown off. I guess off. I'll do spider climb and warding wind. Okay, we should put a rope on you. Yes. So I'll do. I'll cast spider climb on myself so that I can be real sticky on those okay. uh, wings, and then I'm gonna run out and use warding wind to sort of stabilize. The, okay. Uh, you guys see Moonshine goes out on the wing. Bev and Hard One tie a rope to her. Um, Moonshine, you use a, a put like a little wind over this uh, one wing that's like tipped up and uh, set it. So you guys are like flying balanced. There we go. Um. Is there something wrong with the propellers? Can I inspect? There's nothing they're, wrong with the propellers. They just haven't been deployed. Yeah. They can't be going. Uh, you remember her telling you that they can't be going at the same time as the thrusters because they'll bust off. But right. if you stop the thrusters and get the propellers going, then you can travel at like mm. a medium speed. And that's Got the it. more like sustainable. Oh, so maybe let's let's do that. Yeah. Okay. You guys were shooting forward and up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so now we're going to turn both of those things off. Cool, you turn both of them off like a, a ride at a boardwalk. You start dropping. All right, so cool. we'll yank Moonshine back in. Cool, you yank her back in. And flip uh, lever number seven. Lever number seven, uh, propellers on the top retract. They're already in. You hear just like uh, oh. machinery ups. Wait, up they're there. already in? So they like- They're already in, so they, you just hear like- So there's another lever that does the propellers. I thought that eight retracted them. five or six. It must be three or four is it for- must be four. No, three and four are for left and right. No. Or wait, no. You two already, and oh, three. Four, uh, four. You know what one, yeah. two, and three are. Yeah. And we, so it's four. So you pull the fourth lever and the top propeller goes. Uh, and like a helicopter, you guys start bobbing in the air. Okay. But um, you guys still have the wings up. So it's like doing this like weird, like back and forth thing. You guys start spinning in circles. Oh, okay. So it's we'll, like- We retract the wings. Uh, with what lever? Uh, <laughs> Eight. Piece of shit. Wait, which, is it eight? Does eight retract the wings? Um, we just did it. We should know. This. No, we haven't retracted the wings ever. I don't think. I don't think we ever. We, we extended the wings. Now I okay. You turn right and left by the wing, just like goes away. Wasn't that? Wasn't that the way? Yeah, you, you deploy and retract the propellers on the wings. I so think. yeah, so we flip the we right and left are number, five and six. Yeah, five and six. Cool. So you guys. Pull five and six, mm -hmm. propellers go on the wings. There we go. And you guys start moving forward at a steady pace. Ah. Great. Uh, and he, yeah, you guys uh, you guys have cracked it. Uh, you get a feel. You start to get a feel for this flying machine. Now, essentially, you guys okay. are in this very... So now I move into the captain's seat. Now, hard one shifts over into the captain's seat as you guys all make your way to the winter court you see that the beautiful autumnal forest below you uh begins to shift and change to a wintry landscape and the trees die as you fly towards the winter court really wish i brought a jacket and that's where we'll end our session Whoa. what a rush what a rush in a lot of ways <laughs> <laughs> Multiple rushes. Oh my goodness! A sprint. It's gonna be very. Papa's still wearing his oxygen <laughs> mask. <laughs> he was. He was nervous for a second there. We I... gotta. We gotta like deconstruct this kiss on the short rest. Oh right? yeah, this we got that. This kiss. This this love triangle. It's oh, so. No. Uh, we'll talk about this more on the short rest. But um, I had designed this. 
father-son duo for you guys to possibly run into on the path to the autumn court. And then I didn't incorporate them. But then once you were looking for people at the bar, I was like, I'll put the kid in there. See wow. what happens. I want to so, ask a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Yes, me too. Cool, guys. You little minx. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm not a slut. Uh, guys, we'll talk more about uh, Bev's salacious love life. Uh, Shut up. Uh, Patreon.com slash NADPOD. N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. We are. Um, we got some things to plug, guys. Watch Hot Date. <laughs> Uh, me and Emily Sketch Show. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, you can also read our book. It's called Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Emergency Contact. It's available on Amazon and on Audible. It's also available in Spanish. Yeah, it is. Espanol. What's the title in Spanish? Do it's you remember? Me gustas. Yeah. Para siempre. Yeah, it's like I like you a lot, right? I is think that... it's like I like you for always. Yeah. That's so cute. That's it is yeah. cute. Uh, That's the... why they call it a romance language, yeah. guys. Yeah, honestly, that cover, um, there's a little cartoon versions of us. It's, it's really, it's, cute. It's really it's cute. cute. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, Caldwell, what do you got to plug? Um, I'm going to plug Big City Greens oh, this yeah. week. Yeah. I think by the time this episode comes out, our first season will have fully wrapped. Dang. Wow. So go check it out. Um, you can get it on the Disney Now app, I think, but also it's on Amazon and iTunes. I think it only gets better. I think it's a really sweet show, and I am so excited for people to see season two. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great little family show. If you've got kids, uh, if you have like you know uh, friends, uh, if you are alone, it's good for any of those instances. <laughs> <laughs> it you covers everyone. Wow. If you have friends, kids, or are alone, <laughs> if you Watch have if you have a long distance relationship. Or if your uh, significant other um, died in front of you, oh my goodness. or if you're alone and you only have right. a possum, mm-hmm. so you're <laughs> never <in> alone. <laughs> Some for everyone. Uh, how do people send us stuff? Call well, you can do that at 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number two two two, Los Feliz, California nine zero zero two seven. We love getting fun little trinkets in the mail. I've got a lot of stuff uh, at the PO box right now. I think that I got to check on. Really so amazing that the coming. PO box is two two two. That was not. On it is <gasps> no. I never put that together. Really? I, I think we've talked about it. about it before. But yes, it's constantly amazing. I must have been checked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you got to plug? Uh, beard oil. Beard oil every yeah. week. Brothersisterco.com. Boil. Sister My Mister boil for those of us who don't have beards but instead have luxurious bodies. Your mm. face is looking very radiant. Jake, well, I, I actually mostly put it on my body. So. Great. <laughs> Your body's I'm looking, looking too, radiant. but I'm not looking. <laughs> Jake, I haven't shaved in like four days. Do you think I could put the beard oil on this and then I, it would just like make it a full beard? I think it would help. Would I it would it fill would up help. the patch under my lower lip? It absolutely would. Wow, look at that. Mm. Wow. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I'm Canadian now. Uh, guys, uh, follow us on Twitter at chmurf is me at Caldy is Caldwell at eaxford is Emily and at Jake Hurwitz is Jake and tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That is N A D D P O D. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation. 
It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Y'all keep us afloat. Starting with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven. Brad spends so much time checking under his cousin's beds for monsters, he decided to just start sleeping there to save time. Comfy. J. Loma 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker. Hard one's gymspiration. Steelbreaker is so strong, they have to use smart bells, which are like dumbbells, but incredibly complicated. Dylan B., a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times. The swords make dating hard, but Dylan's got a blind date with a wizard surrounded by floating shields this weekend, so fingers crossed. Danny P. Buhumia's resident artist painted Hard One's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage, also paints a weekly comic strip in the Iron Forge Times about a powerful warrior cat named Ulf Garfield. Tom P., father of the realm and serenader of sleeping babies. Tom can also serenade dogs so that they won't puke during long car trips, but it has yet to master cats. <laughs> Keep at it, Tom. Spencer Cask Brew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bohemia alike, Spencer actually invented Hitachino Ale, but decided to let the Kiyuchi Brewery take credit for it out of the goodness of their heart. Griffin SD, aka The Stranger, the Silver Dragonborn, Eldritch Knight, and ex-owner of the Badger's Pint Inn, also the owner of the Badger's Pint Inn. That's right, they just bought a new tavern and named it after the first one. The only difference is that this one has jet black toilets, which is a bold but respectable choice. Next up, Beardman Dan, the longest beard in all of Bohemia, and the second longest beard in Trinivale behind the mythical being known only as Whisker Lad Chad. Scott D., a high elf who, like most of their Glade Home youngins, lost their virginity while temporarily imprisoned in the Satchel of Penance. Wow, not as fun as Time Out Bag, but okay. Hermes W., the Bat King. Hermes recently married their oldest son to the daughter of the Flying Squirrel King. Perhaps at long last there will be peace. Spartus, author of Spart Notes, the popular series of books that teach you how to be a better gladiator. Nice. Adam R., the R-rated assassin. Adam recently started a nipple collection, which even Beverly has to agree was a bit much. Cassandra MHP, a.k.a. Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra has so much HP, they let Yanoba swallow them whole as a way to exfoliate their skin. Gorgeous. Danielle, the dastardly dame. Danielle is so dastardly that she photographed Beverly and Terran so that she can extort him if he ever runs for boy mayor of Hillholm. Hugh C, a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed in the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias in Red. Haldor is also an MVP of the Pixie Troll Wars, <laughs> but is trying to keep that on the DL. Manny, the mundane, accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity when you're super hungry but all the restaurants nearby are closed and then all of a sudden you remember you've got a Trader Joe's frozen pizza in the fridge that's Manny having your back. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the many-faced magician. They are a master of disguise and deception, but also spend a goddamn fortune on contact lenses. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm, recently spun at the Bat King's daughter's bat bot mitzvah and was a huge hit. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and Gamer of Boards. Jeff recently got the new Legacy Edition of Betrayal Hell at yeah. House on Haunted Hill, so you know he's got a fun night in store. Hell yeah. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned crick architect, recently introduced the cricks to the concept of stairs, or as all the youngins call them, Less fun slide. John S., a.k.a. Shooper the Mushroom, in order to avenge their lost kin, John is currently the mu leading the mushroom people to war against the nearby Holiday Inn's Continental Breakfast Bar. Ryan M., another Frostwind Ram named Ryan, that hard one 
didn't choose. They were super bummed to not get picked and often fantasized about what their life would have been if Hardwon had chosen them. Elena C, a crick elf who stayed at the crick after everyone else left, not out of any sense of duty, Elena just slept in and woke up very confused. Andrew M, a bullywog dentist who's struggling financially because all of their kin already have perfect teeth, thinking of taking up dermatology. Michael McDee, head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, created a drink called the Theala, which is just a cold glass of milk served on a prayer card. Victor T, a.k.a. Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Poor Victor is all alone in the crumbling Ottoman Empire. Justin I, an Esri scientist who created a drug similar to Arcane but without the magic powers. It's called crack. <laughs> Clayton M, the claymation Dalmatian whose workstation was met with decimation. That's right, Clayton's desk fell over. Poor Clayton. The professional, the only lawyer to successfully beat Pawpaw in litigation, was later disbarred after bribing chippermunk witnesses with brown oh, leaves. The shame. Jacob C., the first crick elf to strap themselves to a rocket and sail to the moon. Also, the first crick elf to die on the moon. Elena M. discovered the crick version of antibiotics known only as that good mud. Mm, you gotta get that good mud. Put it on your skin if you're having a breakout. Mick Pucks, the amazing codemaster who programmed our website. Also, programmed Hard Juan to feel feelings, which is both beautiful and cruel. McPucks is a complicated figure. Earl and Kathleen L, two nanorflies who will save their people the only way they know how, by aggressively boning midair. Sweet, nice. Jibe G, a rebellious but still deeply religious green teen who tags Pelor quotes on buildings and smokes cigarettes lit with radiant light. Corbin A, Moonshine's first kiss, also a frog person. Jostrich, the Jock Ostrich. Jostrich was one of the few non-dwarves in the Iron Deep Dwarfenage and was only able to fit in by bullying Hardwon and delivering epic atomic wedgies. PJW, a.k.a. Charo Arcadius, a tiefling warlock whose tail has a mind of its own. Uh, Charo frequently draws looks at the tavern when getting into a serious political debates with its tails. It's got some funky views on Theala. Damiel R.M. Damiel's evil twin, Damiel Ram, is known to ride halflings and jump out of pits instead of fall into them. Nicholas R., a.k.a. St. Cricolus, accidentally gave Joe the Praying Mantis the ability to speak when they got insanely drunk and spilled a bunch of toxic crick water on a bug colony. <laughs> Jennifer V., a gnome who missed Faechella because they were turned into a honey goblin by the Bear Prince, hoping they can call Ticketmaster and get that money back. Destin C, wielder of the fart blade, a powerful elven Whoa. blade that was unfortunately cursed to smell like farts. I'd still wield it. Devin B, the bodega lord, wields a flail made out of soup cans and has a cat familiar named Baloney. Michael L, Professor Duddle's younger brother who went to community magic college, isn't as smart but didn't infect stunk bugs' okay. memories, so they've got that going for right, them. Right, yeah. Sam H, a fighter who wields nunchucks in one hand and a gun in the other. People seem a lot more scared of the gun than the chucks, but Sam has been working on some pretty sick tricks. Kelvin Noodles, a pasta elemental, can move into any creature's space and deliver 10d6 of sizzling vodka sauce damage on oh, a failed save. Yum. <gasps> Sergio Salazar Solomon Zacharias de Sic 
Kwani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin, also has a sword named Tom and a shield named Jerry. Cute. Trele, the crayfay, sometimes after Trele slays all day, Trele needs a spa day or at least a staycay. Love a staycay. Aaron G, master of the banishment spell, sends their youngins to daycare via banishment but still has to wait with all the other parents to pick them up. Eric B, a merfolk who sacrificed their voice for legs to be with Moonshine, sort of a reverse Little Mermaid scenario, except once Eric surfaced, Moonshine got a little commitment phobic and stopped returning their calls. Jory S, a free fay farmer whose peppermint side bailed their entire town out of a devastating lollipop famine. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. Alucard doesn't sleep in a coffin, they sleep in a birthing tub. Disgusting, baby doc. The only doctor to ever perform their own C-section. Also, the only doctor to ever sue themselves for complication during delivery. Adam H. also doomed their mom to Shadowfell for eternity, but only so they could have the house to throw a sick high school kegger. Colin G., a geomancer who sells engagement rings that no creature has the power to say no to. It's a dirty trick, but it really helps with the pre-proposal jitters. Ryan, Hard One's Ram, who Hard One also accidentally banished into Shadowfell. Hang in there, little guy. Big Buck, Pregnant elk moonshine, a.k.a. moosshine's elk and baby, who will probably have to be formula-fed after all the milk moonshine's been dribbling. Richard F., an arcane dealer who's never tried the stuff and doesn't have any interest. Huge wine snob, though. Taylor S., a.k.a. Trash the Traveler, currently backpacking through Bohemia and caught a nasty case of bedbugs from a hostel in Esri. John W.G. introduced the crick to sushi. I mean, the crick was already eating a lot of things raw, but John W.G. was first to call it sushi. Troy McSee, an alcoholic wizard who can conjure anything but the respect of their estranged children. Cannibalistic Cthulhu sometimes feels guilty eating humans because, holy shit, did you know they have best friends? Has no shame about eating their own kin, though. Sam L., a retired prize nannerfly, won three consecutive nannerfly derbies before tearing an ACL in their left wing. Dom R., a merfolk that's half mermaid, half orc, a.k.a. a merfork. Instead of a trident, Dom R. wields a flail made of seaweed and scared pufferfishes. Sick. Josh S., the revived cyborg version of Josh the Kobold. Robo Josh also has a Bluetooth setting, so you can use him as a wireless speaker. Blitzbreak Dimitri, owner of Dorger's Big Burger, just unveiled a new secret sauce, which is just mayonnaise, pickles, and goat man blood. Caleb Storm, cup bearer in Cord's Great Hall. By cup, we mean jockstrap. Only Caleb is trusted to fit Cord with his protection pre-rugby scrum. Andrew A., the new mayor of the Crick, recently proposed a referendum on the timeout sack and whether or not the popular punishment be considered cruel and unusual. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia, currently recording a voice for the forthcoming animation, It's a Bugbear's Life. Matt L., a goblin insurer who's up to their fucking ears in goblin dirigible crash claims. Targot, owner and proprietor of Bohemia's beloved general store, Targot, where Hardwon buys his tight jeans. Mike H., the dragonborn centaur, basically looks like a dragon horse. Awesome. Kevin S., the slider, drider, rider, a drow arachnid who loves tiny sandwiches so much they have recently taken one as their steed. Garrett M., a bard who performs exclusively on barges, a barge bard. Matthew E., a mutant barbarian who screams their battle cries in sign language. Samuel B., a gnomish sword fighter who fights with a sword twice their size, ferociously oh. adorable. B-Money, the official currency of the Bazinga Bees. They just released an EP called 
Mo honey, mo problem. Tilford G, a Goliath rogue who will often disguise himself as a full tree to escape detection. Guardian of the Light, Zack H, Bahumia's only keyblade wielder and the only member of the Council of Elders who forced Jake... Uh, to the Kingdom Hearts wiki. Thank you for that. Mitch D, an enlightened drunken master warder genasi named Dak Alpha, won Kord's favor when they hit Redemption Cup after Redemption Cup in the thousand-year game of beer pong. Eventually, the game ended at a draw, and Bohemia rejoiced. Curtis S., a hunter who tried unsuccessfully to shoot Kaka with an arrow. Sorry, bud. Kaka is gonna live forever. Colton B., an awakened possum who chooses to speak their own native language of... <laughs> so cute. Barrett K., Bohemia's resident milk sommelier. Barrett is known to drink straight from the udder of a pregnant moose. Delectable. Jens Christian T., another Trinivalian. Jens is the proud owner of the much more popular account, Jens Lindell Comedy. Gage M., a far server who landed in the realms first 360 over a dragon turtle rad montana monarch ruler of big sky country they have an annual feast where every guest gets their own bison both to ride and eat melanie f aka tiavina sarajan an asimar paladin who drunkenly swore a blood oath but forgot what for? A few weeks ago on a bender, they found out, but woke up having forgotten that also. Rayleigh P.S., a goblin airship builder who purposely makes their ships explode so they can parachute out. More of an adrenaline junkie than a builder, I suppose. Aaron C. can always see. Aaron adds a billion to their perception checks. Dragon Senpai, a dragon with a dream of being a tap dancer. We believe in you, Dragon Senpai. Hannah F., a free fairy who makes giant lollipops that don't have a spell to them. They're just freaking tasty. And finally, Bradley E., the human axe. Bradley doesn't wield a weapon. They are the weapon. Bradley is wielded by a jacked Goliath. That is it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to the short rest after show. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank and you to everybody, um, our listeners, and our Patreon subscribers. And as always, bye, sweeties. Bye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>